You are listening to Present Truth Ministries Radio, telling the world that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Welcome to PTM Radio, a ministry of Present Truth Ministries. I'm your host, Brother Jason DeMars. I wanted to talk to you for a few minutes about family worship. Now, uh, family worship is something that very often we were not aware of uh, as something that is necessary. Uh, I myself, I didn't have an example of that growing up, and I know my own father didn't have an example when he was growing up. So we can change that, though, uh, and I, I hope we can change that. Some of our listeners can can establish a family altar in the home. I want to read from Deuteronomy 6. Verses 4 through 7. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. So teaching them diligently to our children, talking them when we sit down, talking them when we're walking or on a journey, and talking about them when we lay down in bed and when we get up from bed. So it's a it's an all-encompassing thing. And, and we as fathers or heads of the home, we're the leaders of our home, and it's our duty and responsibility to teach our family and to train our family. And we will answer for it if we do not. Looking at church history and examining church history, the pastors and the missionaries of the early church ages, they established a family altar uh, in the people's homes. They taught the husbands to lead their family in worship, to pray, to, to sing, to read the scriptures, and to, again, pray over prayer requests as a family. So, uh, this was something that I wasn't taught. I didn't know myself. So, you know, I have a seven-year-old, Avery, and a four-year-old, Mina. And for most of their lives, I, I didn't do this. I didn't lead my family in worship. But as I began to study these things, uh, one thing led to another, and I came ac- across a book called Family Worship. And it was by a, a Baptist minister, but it's fantastic, and it was talking about church history and how that people had the family altar. They had a worship in their home with their children and with their wife, uh, a morning worship and an evening worship. Often the morning worship was by nature quick because father had to go out and go to work. Uh, but the the evening worship could often be very long. And that would be depending, of course, on the ages of your children. For my children, we have a family worship every night. Uh, I will dedicate the time in prayer, and then we will go from Mina, my four-year-old, and we'll ask her what she wants to sing. And we'll go to Avery, and we ask her what she wants to sing. And my wife will pick a song, then I will pick a song, and we'll read something from the Scripture. Or sometimes I'll, I'll take something and begin to explain about it, if there's a subject that, that's on my heart. And then we'll take prayer requests. We even have a board of prayer requests in our wall. And the prayer requests that it answered, we don't just erase them, 
we actually put a check mark next to them to show this is how God has answered our prayers. And we go around and starting with Mina, she prays, then Avery prays, and then my wife prays, and then I pray, and then we go to bed. It's a time that we've dedicated to worship the Lord. Basically, it's it's just like having a service or a Bible study in our own home. And this is something I believe that every father should implement in his home. We can come up with many excuses. We can be afraid. Uh, maybe we're not comfortable with it, and it'll be difficult at first, and maybe there'll even be resistance from our family at first. But it's our responsibility. We'll answer to the Lord for how we have led our family and how we have dealt our family. I highly recommend that you begin a family worship before you go to bed or after dinner in the evenings, that you can show that this is a priority and you can show uh, the generations to come what it means to lead a family. So God richly bless you. We'll take a, a momentary break and then we'll be back with an interview. Thank you for listening to PTM Radio. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, Please call in at 612-293-6846. LivingGod.com is a wonderful website that's run by several pastors, two of them being Brother Tim Pruitt from Louisiana and Brother Jason Watkins from South Carolina. The purpose of the site, LivingGod.com, is to demonstrate to you that Jesus Christ is still the same today as he was in the days of the Apostles. They have some marvelous testimonies, one from Brother Dwayne Lawson about the supernatural that took place on his missions trip to India. They also have the testimony of Brother Craig Boer, who was mightily delivered by the power of Jesus Christ. AlivingGod.com also has doctrinal videos bearing record of the vindicated teachings that God delivered to us through the message of Brother William Branham. I highly recommend alivinggod.com. Use it for edification for yourself and also use it as an outreach tool. That's alivinggod.com, proclaiming that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Welcome back to PTM Radio. I'm your host, Brother Jason DeMars, and we have part two of our interview with Brother Nehemiah Karbala'i, missionary to Iranians. Take us from there. Let's, let's talk about what happened after Brother Petros came and met you in Turkey. Yeah, following what you were just, just saying, that uh, what was our desire, it was more than our desire, it was our calling. And if we have a calling, oh, we are subjected mm-hmm. to the leadership of the Lord, and the Lord will lead you to the person who is in need, just like he led the apostle to the Ethiopian guy, right? Exactly. And when Brother Petros came, I picked him up from the train station. The next day he was supposed to go to UNACR to sign up for his refugee process. And we were praying together. Mm-hmm. We prayed and prayed and prayed, and next day he went and he met with Brother Hamid. <laughs> which he also fled the country and it was a, from a Pentecostal background. He and his wife were, used to be a minister in, in inside Iran. Mm-hmm. And they, they got in contact. They started talking about the Word of God, having fellowship around the world. And Brother Petros, step by step, a few drop here, a few drop there, tried to draw the bigger picture for them regarding the denomination and why that God uh, never called us a denomination or to an organization. 
And step by step, Brother, Brother, uh, Brother Branham's ministry, without mentioning Brother Branham's name, since there's many activities against Brother Branham uh, inside Iranian community, uh, which is not the subject of this discussion today, but he uh, chose to go that direction. And after they receive all the doctrine and all the message, he introduced uh, them to Brother Branham's ministry and Son of Man. And that the rest is history. That's yep. That was was that October or was that November? It was November and December, between November and December. And right away. Uh, t- talk to us a little bit. I-, I could tell about it, but I want you to tell uh, everyone <laughs> we, about we were, it. Uh, we followed up with Brother Hamed in November, and in early December, we had our first missionary trip. It was me, Brother uh, Petros, and another brother with us. We went to Sivas and met with him and his wife. Meanwhile, he approached another family, he reached out and uh, shared the gospel with them, and they came to Christ. It was so six of us. Mm-hmm. Six or seven of us, we were praying together, and it was close to Christmas time, and I knew the opportunity that we have in the Christmas banquet is huge, because mm-hmm. we had experience back in Iran. Uh, the Christmas time was always a curi- uh, raise a curiosity amongst Muslims. They want to know what's going on in a Christmas service. Mm-hmm. So uh, in their subconscious, they have a huge respect for Jesus Christ as a prophet, because they know him as a prophet of love. Mm-hmm. I was praying with uh, Petros, and I told him that it might be a good idea to pray for a Christmas banquet here. He said, are you out of your mind? It's just six of us, and how can we afford such thing? <laughs> and I said, if God let us, we will handle Don't worry. Just walk with faith. Mm-hmm. So we prayed together, and we had this peace in our heart that we, we should go, uh, move, move on. We should have this banquet and invite Iranians and Muslims. So uh, we brought it to Hamid's attention. We prayed together again, and, and we got back to you, and we, we all started praying over it. And God provided the funds, and we rented a place. We were expecting and providing for 80 people to come mm-hmm. and gave us the invitation. But when the banquet started, 150 people showed up. Uh, we, were, we didn't have enough room. We didn't have enough food. But miraculously, we, we were able to handle so we shared the gospel with them, and at the end of the service, 15 people stepped forward and received Christ as a uh, Lord and Savior, which was a huge blessing. And everything started on that point. Yeah, and, and it wasn't just in Sivas that yeah. this great blessing was limited to, because uh, no. there were people there. It was the beginning. It was the beginning, but there were people there that were from other uh, cities. From other cities, yeah. We were in contact with us already, and they came from Adana, Nide, Nefshahir. Uh, some people came from Ankara that brought the gospel with them to the cities that they were living in. And be, after the Christmas banquet, we, co- we got in contact with a few more people in Adana. We, we went to Adana, held a few question and answer services and uh, evangelical meetings. And as a result, within a few months, two or three months, 40 people came to Christ. Mm-hmm. And after that, we went to Nide. And from Nide, we went to Nefshahir. And from Nefshahir, we, we reached out to Ankara. And from Ankara, many other places. And now we have all around Turkey. And this is the, and, and that was just Turkey you're talking about. You're, yep. you're not even mentioning the impact that that has on the people's families back in Iran. Yep, exactly. So anything that we do in Turkey... It has its impact back back in Iran. 
Um, Very true. Just as we just as we broke away from the this message denominational group, this had an impact. Yeah. Back in Iran, it gave people boldness to take make their step and take their stand. And yeah. and us do us making our stand is continuing to do that. Uh, I, I can I guess it won't be wrong if I safely say that we broke the taboo with me and brother Petros and brother Paris when we separated from that denomination and we started our walk with God and people realized that hey the, the word of God is not just here it, the God is still the same God and if you walk with God God will God will be walking with you and providing for you every step of the way he will bless you as long as you walk in the light mm-hmm. and ever since more people uh, got the courage to step up and take this uh, step of faith and separate themselves right i just want to remind everyone if you have a testimony or a question or if you have some some comments that you'd like to provide call in to our number at 612-293-6846 leave your name and, and what you wanted to talk about and we can eventually put you on put you on the radio and, and share uh, what God is doing in your life. So once again, this is PTM Radio, and this is Brother Nehemiah Karbala'i, and we're talking today about how the mission's work in Turkey started. I want to take a few more minutes and speak about uh, progressive revelation. So we know that God reveals himself progressively throughout the history of the world, God reveals himself progressively uh, to the church throughout the church ages. Uh, we have even even the restoration process starting in the Reformation. We've got justification, sanctification, baptism of the Holy Ghost, and then restoration back to the original faith. It's, it's progressive. And so, and even in our own lives, God reveals himself progressively. And even in a missions work, God brings that mission's work forward progressively. You can't just go and dump everything on people. Uh, It's too much to handle. So talk to me a little bit about the progression that the Lord has led us through uh, there with this work with with Iranians. Well, we took, uh, we had many up and downs and tests. During our ministry, we have different approaches based on our experiences and our callings. And it took us a while to come to an adjustment and a right balance to where we are today. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first started, I had the, the approach that I can't bring the message without mentioning Brother Branham's name to do not raise any suspicion or anything, uh, but bring the word. So that was the understanding that I had five years ago. Mm-hmm. And after a while, I thought that it's not working. We saw, not just me, we saw that it's not working because yeah. it was not the perfect will of God. Because when God sends a messenger, uh, the message comes through a messenger. So message and messenger are not separated. Mm-hmm. And no matter what people think, we should respect God's pattern. Yeah. So we should stick to, to the pro- God's provided way. So after that, step by step, we started to... Bring down the hammer to all that hard shell <laughs> and all resistance. And ever since, by grace of God, we lost many numbers. Praise the Lord for that. Mm-hmm. And 
many uh, many people showed their colors, especially it started in our ministers' meeting on June 2014. Right. That when we confronted people with the message and with the word of God, they showed their color and then we knew what's going on in heart. Not that we didn't know before. We knew all the way. Right. But God revealed everything in those meetings. Mm-hmm. And despite the fact we try to be a help and assist to people in their spiritual walk with God, in the Word of God, and in, in their growth, but for them it was just a game. Yeah. And God put a stop and end to everything in that meeting. And ever since, we took a different approach. And we are straight with people. We are not ashamed of uh, Brother Branham's name. We are not ashamed of Brother Branham's ministry. In fact, I'm honored to be a part of that body because right. it was God himself. It was Son of God revealing himself in, uh, in dwelling in the bride body through a member, Brother Branham. And whatever Brother Branham did, me and you did. Mm-hmm. It was us on the platform. Is running the uh, the mind of thought of people because we were in the same body. So why should I be ashamed of that? Right. Why and should I hide it? Yeah, exactly. And, well, the thing is, we the the approach that we had at the time had served its purpose at the time. Yep. And because not, many people were coming from a Muslim background, and we had to walk them through the ABCs and a denominational background yeah. too. Uh, and because of some activities that the so-called message uh, group has done, uh, to be honest, uh, frankly, they brought more damage than all denominations together brought yeah. Ranov's name. Unfortunately. So you're, we, we still have this process that we take three p- people through. Yep. Uh, you know, when we were in Esparta, we introduced the message to people, and I remember the pastor came to us and said, please don't mention... Uh, Brother Branham to these people, yep. they haven't heard about it, and we, yep. we, we told them, well, brother, we'll just do as the Lord leads to us. And yep, exactly. Actually, we went in with the plan and the idea that that was right, and so I <laughs> and, got up and, at the and pulpit. And you remember how God changed it? Everything, and so we got up at the pulpit, and both of us were preaching, and it was bringing down the exact right line you know we we went into the promise of the opening of the word in Daniel 12 we went into 1 Peter 1 5 salvation revealed it at the last time we went into the church ages and yeah. you you got up and started preaching on son of man ministry and Malachi yeah. 4 and then yeah. you said brother Jason where's the picture of the, yeah. the pillar of fire and the cloud yeah. oh I went and grabbed it and we brought it to you yeah. and you introduced it to every, everybody and yep. the shocking thing is we were waiting for half the people to be frustrated Believe. and leave. Yep. And they said that they had more spiritual food just in three services that we held than they had um, all the years. All the years they've been walking with God. So Thank. God knows how to bring the results in the time and in the season. You know, that might not work in another situation. Another Amen. situation you gotta take it slowly and so you build and build and build and build and then maybe two or three trips later you bring you know everything I was talking about before. That was from Brother Branham. You received it yeah. and accepted it. So I mean, there is the situation where God can lead differently. But you're right. We have come to this uh, understanding that uh, it's better to bring a confrontation over the Word earlier yeah. than it is to wait later. You you save exactly. yourself a lot of heartaches. Very true. Well, we we thank you so much for. For coming no on problem. PTM Radio. 
Definitely appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for your time. And uh, I'm sure we'll have you on hundreds of times more over the over the years. And uh, we're thankful for you and thankful for, more your, than happy. for your ministry and what you're doing. If you have anything that you want to, to close with uh, as we finish up this segment of the show, feel free to do so now. I just want to mention it to my European and Western brothers and sisters and don't take it for granted. Everything is provided for you in your own language. Mm. You have unlimited access to every material of Brother Bano's ministry. It's under your uh, fingertips. Mm -hmm. But our brothers and sisters in the Middle East don't have this availability. So whatever you do, please don't forget your brothers and sisters. And pray that God give us wisdom. God give us the courage to stand for the word first. Be faithful, be loyal, and be able to bring the materials and provide them for the people the way God wanted them to hear to begin with. Mm This concludes our interview with Brother Nehemiah. Thank you for listening in to PTM Radio. Tune in again next week when we have an interview with Brother Tim Pruitt, the pastor of Evening Light Tabernacle in Homer, Louisiana. 